Hello and welcome to We Read This Last Night, a show where we talk about stuff that we only have surface level knowledge on, but we essentially just read about it last night. And this week, we're going to discuss American imperialism. Name your top three Americans. Go. Um, Alexander Hamilton, the Great Khali, and Ben Shapiro. <laughs> the Great Khali, really? <laughs> He became an American citizen in like 2014, so <laughs> the great Kali. Wow, I didn't know that. Anyway, this episode was definitely not made because Anchor, the platform we upload our episodes on, gives money to US-based podcasters only. Fuck you, Anchor. Give me my money. And also fuck America and um, Happy Independence Week. And also, sorry, Anchor, please give me money, I'm going to eat the dal and eat the dal. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> coming to the topic at hand, we're going to talk about American imperialism, which in essence is basically every time uh, America stepped out of its borders and other countries have written And especially when none of them asked for it. Why would anyone ask for that? I mean, you never know. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think is the first um, instance of American imperialism? Bro, I think the entire foundation of the US is built on, like, you know, fucking with other people. Like, as from its very inception, the US started with just wiping out the entire population of the continent they were uh, settling their land on. It all starts with that fucker Columbus, essentially. Like, Columbus is probably the most his- overrated historical figure to ever exist. Maybe even more so than Edison. Like, okay, Edison at least must have accomplished something of value, but Columbus, first of all, he went around begging for like money for a stupid little voyage. And then he went, and then he didn't even go to mainland North America. He went to some irrelevant island instead. And yeah, and and the fucker didn't even he didn't even go where he wanted to go. He didn't even mean to go there. He's like, I'm going to India, and he still thought he was going to India. But then he went to America instead. Stupid fucking cunt. Yeah, and that's why people still call Native American Red Indians. And they're like, he discovered. Uh, the Americas, when the Vikings no. had literally been to the same place like yeah. 400 years before. And then, uh, um, and then Columbus comes back after absolutely massacring the native population and looting them. And there's this, <laughs> this is one fact. Um, when Columbus came back to Europe, he brought with him an STD that previously only existed in llamas. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically he accomplished nothing of value, Did the, went to the opposite of where he intended to go, and caused more harm than good. And they still celebrate Columbus there. Yeah, Columbus does all of this. He, I mean... He's such a fucking dickhead. Imagine someone shows up asala. at your house, he kills your family, he takes your gold, and he fucks your pets. And then, <laughs> and then 300 years later, your descendants are forced to worship him. What the hell? Yeah. Fuck Columbus. 
Anyway, flash forward to a few hundred years later, and the glorious United States of America is founded. And guess what? They're still killing Native Americans. So they basically, if you don't know, uh, at the start of the US's founding, it was actually a very, not small, but it was significantly smaller than what we know it is now. And after a while, they just started moving westwards and westwards and westwards. They crossed the Mississippi, killing and displacing millions of uh, Native Americans on their way. And uh, one of the one of the guys instrumental in this was uh, this dude called Andrew Jackson. He was the president of the yeah. US. He was responsible for displacing millions of Indians. And they still have a stupid face on a $20 bill. Andrew Jackson just looks like, you know, someone who would perfectly fit the role of the, uh, you know, deranged scientist in a knockoff of the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, he looks like Rick from Rick and Morty, but like way more evil. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, by this point, uh, this theory of manifest destiny started to develop, which basically goes something like, fuck you. Fuck your culture. My skin looks like a peeled potato, therefore I am superior than all of you. They basically believe that it was the US's duty to go around and civilize other people and basically take all of their land. Um, <clears throat> isn't that kind of on par with the Nazi ideology? Pretty much, but if the US does it, it's okay, I guess. And a lot of people actually favored this expansionist policy and they conquered a shit ton of territory. Like they bought Alaska and then a lot of places in Central America. Even Louisiana, right? Like uh, Thomas Jefferson bought Louisiana off the French. Yeah, and that's so insane. He just bought like triple the size of his country. But anyway, some people opposed this and that wasn't because they were morally righteous or anything. They were just like, ye inferior races ko hum thodi sambhalenge. That's, that's it. So yeah, they do this in their own country and um, also like when US was just founded, like this is the first place where US could have um, used its influence overseas, like uh, the US had promised the French that they would help them during the French Revolution, but then the French Revolution happened and then they were just like, bro, Sorry, a folks. country. We can't, we can't <laughs> risk it right now. So you do you. And uh, honestly, the world would be much better off if they continued using that um, policy. Yeah, but that didn't happen, sadly. So all of this happens. And then for a couple of centuries, the US has this policy of isolation, which basically means they won't interfere with any country as long as they don't interfere with the US. And sure, it was though. pretty good, honestly. And then um, during the World War, uh, the whole Pearl Harbor thing happens, and then US drops into the World War, and it, it's pretty late into the World War, right? And so all these other big countries have suffered a lot of losses, whereas US is a fresh player in the game. And so when the war ends, every country is absolutely devastated. They've suffered so much loss. But then compared to them, U.S. is almost intact. And so uh, while all these other countries are using their resources to get back on their feet, U.S. starts gaining um, 
international influence at an alarming rate and so that's how us became how we know it today like this global superpower before that they were just this isolated country but then now they just mess with every single third world country and i think the first instance of that was the vietnamese war yeah the vietnam war and i feel like instead of talking about the war in vietnam itself what is more important is its significance back home by back home i mean in the us i don't fucking live in the us and i'm glad i don't but yeah it was it was the first instance of you know the like okay so what happened in world war 1 was they were like okay it's the great war it's the war to end all wars and they were like okay we'll just fight this one time but then so world war 2 happened <laughs> then world war 2 happened and then they were like oh not fucking again so world war 2 ended and they created the un and shit and they were like okay now finally finally we might have a slight chance at world peace but then boom vietnam happens like not even 20 years later it's basically the epitome of the government forcibly sending its young men to fight in alien lands they haven't even heard of yeah i mean when the us sent like 18 year olds to fight in vietnam the 18 year olds didn't even care about the vietnamese like many of them wouldn't even know that vietnam as a country existed like yeah. the, these people just didn't exist in their realm of reality and i think the age for like voting at the time was 21 instead of 18 so before you could even vote for who you wanted to be president you were still somehow expected to go and fight in the war that's just that just doesn't make sense before you could even buy yourself a drink you were expected to go and fight yeah and these people were forced to see such horrors like such promising lives were forced to fight and die in the battlefields and even if you didn't die you were like disabled for life Have you seen Forrest Gump? Yeah, sure. I love that movie. Yeah, you remember the guy who was his commander in Vietnam? Yeah, he got disabled. Yeah, he loses his legs, his legs and shit. It's so fucking sad. Yeah, and that's just one person. That's one fictional person. There must have been hundreds and thousands of these men. Yeah, there's this thing called the uh, like there's ptsd in general at that time it was called like shell shock or something i don't know yeah yeah but, because like the uh, the bombing used to be called shelling during the world wars and so you'd get ptsd from that and that's why it was called shell shock yeah it just evolved over time like this is irrelevant but there's this like bet by george carlin he's one of my favorite comedians and he talks about how language has become more and more sort of sterile with each passing decade like before it was just shell shock like it was plain and it was simple and self explanatory but then it became operational fatigue then it became like i don't know it just kept evolving and finally it was post traumatic stress disorder like this long name for a very simple condition yeah but then i think it's it's because like it's uh, i don't know like ptsd contains a variety of disorders one of which is shell shock so like if you have ptsd you don't necessarily need to have shell shock like you don't need to have trauma from the battlefield it can be okay, because PTSD. of abusive parents or something like that yeah okay fair enough but i think he just meant that in the context of war though but yeah i still see your point there's also this thing called the 1000 yards there i don't know if you've heard of it 
but it's basically the look that that is on a soldier's face after he comes back from conflict like you are that look like gazing into distance without really registering anything like just staring blankly yeah yeah it's like they're looking through you yeah it's the most haunting things i've ever learned of it's absolutely heartbreaking yeah and these are the effects that it had on people in the battlefield but like apart from that the vietnamese war had like a lot of effects i think that's where the whole counterculture movement began with like the hippie movements and the hari krishna movements all of these were like anti vietnam pro peace movements and like a lot of our favorite bands were at the helm of this yeah pretty cool that's where the domestic uh, effects of vietnam come into place and there were so many people like so many people against the war everyone hated the fucking war like all these bands and then there was mlk and mm-hmm. the chicago 7 obviously yeah, and the, the chicago 7 are amazing if you haven't watched uh, trial of the chicago 7 please do it's absolutely brilliant yeah it's basically about these student protesters who uh try to break into the 1968 democratic national convention but then peacefully mind you but then they get put on trial for like you know conspiracy against the state or some bullshit which is what everyone does yeah and um i think that's the point where um americans started recognizing that their country is not perfect because before that you had the american dream yeah that's probably the most important thing that came out of vietnam a sense of distrust and the lack of faith when it came to the government and authority figures because still then i mean obviously there were people who protested against the government but until then most people did not really think about this but this is when you know almost the entire country found out that the government was not infallible and they did not always in fact care about their people yeah and controversial opinion but i think things wouldn't have been this way like obviously people would have a distrust for the government because they just invaded another country and stuff but then it wouldn't have been this extreme if us had won but the us government the mighty us government invaded a tiny country and got their asses handed to them yeah that's definitely the funniest thing about vietnam like the us basically attacking this tiny irrelevant country spending 19 years and thousands and millions of men in this conflict and then eventually losing and uh, the same thing that they've actually feared happened like they were like all these countries will fall to communism well guess what it did and that was because of the us like it probably wouldn't have happened if the us hadn't inf- interfered yeah it was a conflict that they started by themselves with no one asking for it yeah that's the first major modern instance of american imperialism and there are a lot to follow yeah even if you exclude vietnam there's a shit ton of cases like in the 20th century alone when the us has meddled with stuff they had like no business meddling in like for example uh, yeah this is just a long list of crimes committed by the us and also did you know this like you know noam chomsky he's this dude like a philosopher i, I guess don't. philosopher slash slash historian slash all around smart dude uh he famously said that 
you know the Nuremberg trials, right? That happened after World War Two, where they tried all the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. If those same laws were applied to every single U.S. president after Nuremberg, all of them would be hanged. God. <laughs> no. Yeah, but there's actually substantial proof for that. Like, there's just so much like shit other than like the major conflicts. Like, for example, uh. The U.S. toppled the democratically elected government of Iran, and they instead uh, installed the Shah, like this uh, Western-ass-looking puppet dude. And this is so funny because whatever the U.S. does always comes back to bite them in the ass. And because they installed the Shah, there was like a surge of uh, religious sort of fundamentalism in Iran, and that's when the Iranian Revolution happened. And right now, that government formed after that is one of the U.S.'s biggest enemies. So yeah, good luck. Take it from two people who have lived in the Gulf. Almost every single problem in the Gulf is a cause of Western influence. Yeah, that's definitely true. If if not America, then fucking Britain. But like either of them always. Fuck Britain. Fuck Britain. Yeah, and there's so many more. Like, yeah, and just in Latin America alone. There's so many times that the U.S. overthrew a completely fairly elected leader and replaced them with a dictator, like in Chile, for example, with Pinochet. And other than that, shit, I could go on and on. They invaded fucking Panama. They invaded East Timor. There's just so many countries. There's, it's like a long list. And let's talk about uh, the other bro moment that happened with the U.S. Like, like in Iran. Uh, in Afghanistan, when the Soviet Union invaded it, uh, they funded these locals called the Mujahideen to fight against uh, the Soviet Union, and then they drove them away. But then the Mujahideen basically started fighting amongst themselves and killing each other because obviously they were just people with guns who didn't know how to rule. And that's why the Taliban came along, and they finally settled the whole Mujahideen thing, and they started ruling Afghanistan. And then guess what? When 9/11 happened, they were the ones who sheltered Osama. So good luck with that to US. 9/11 was just an excuse for the US to start invading the Middle East and just picking up random Arab men and throwing them into Guantanamo Bay. Uh huh. Like yeah, there's this thing where so 9/11 happened, right? And then uh, Bin Laden was supposed to be somewhere in Afghanistan with, uh, as I mentioned before, the Taliban. So they were supposed to. I mean, if you're gonna attack, attack Afghanistan, right? But where does Iraq come into the picture? Like Iraq is not even close to Afghanistan. They're like completely, they're like really, really far away. Like they're not related to each other at all. But basically, what happened is like, uh, Bush, the president at the time, George W. Bush, like they were thinking about what to do, like uh, in retaliation for 9/11. And this one random dude was like, "Hey, why don't we invade Iraq?" And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, no, let's invade Iraq. There's oil. And then he kept like uh, going on with it. And then uh, he went to Bush alone by himself. And he's like, hey, we should really, really invade Iraq. And then Bush is like, hmm, maybe I will consider it. And then he thought about it. And he's like, he came to a conclusion. And then he's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's invade Iraq. And so he did. And the main reason for the war in Iraq. Which was given by Bush himself and his vice president, Dick Cheney. Why is it such a weird name? <laughs> yeah, Dick Cheney. That was his name. 
and uh, this other dude who died recently by the way like the secretary of defense donald rumsfeld uh, he died recently good, <laughs> good. yeah the they all were like uh, we should invade iraq because saddam hussein has these weapons of mass destruction which they had no proof for whatsoever like they're like source trust me bro he does and yeah they just went around telling everyone this absolute lie and then they did invade iraq and it's not very hard to guess what they found there um oil <laughs> yeah oil obviously but they didn't find any WMTs that was the point. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, like there was this dude I watched the CNN thing and the title was basically I helped topple Saddam Hussein's statue. Now I want him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like the Saddam was like bad and all, but the US just is US infinitely is worse. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The US is horrible, dude. Like, <laughs> I think that's the point of this episode. <laughs> yeah. And you would think that it must have gotten better with the advent of the modern age, right? No, not really. Like, Obama, for example, uh, the dude won a Nobel Prize, but he he's known for like drone strikes and shit in Libya and Syria. Yeah, and even like I think in twenty twenty, like January twenty twenty, it seems like such a long time ago. But then these people get some uh, Syrian general killed. I- Iranian, by Iranian general, yeah. Yeah, and then Iran raised their war. They just killed him out of nowhere. Yeah, remember that whole phase? They were like, "Oh shit, World War Three, man, I missed that phase." Yeah, <laughs> good times. Yeah. But imagine this: a guy who drone strikes children won the Nobel Peace Prize. Think about that for a second. Like drone strikes, so many innocent people get killed in drone strikes because it's literally a fucking drone. Obama doesn't care. <laughs> Pretty ironic. Yeah. Yeah, and you would think now as well uh, that it must have gone somewhat better, but no. Like with Joe Biden, like people. Think he's this friendly old dude, but you know, again, not really. Like I watched this video of him, like from way back then, where he was like, "Uh, the U.S.'s biggest investment should be Israel," and he's like, "If there was no Israel, the U.S. would have to create an Israel just to protect its interests in the Middle East." Yeah, and um. Then Joe Biden, like Joe Biden, was the vice president when Obama was bombing Libya. And, yeah. Um, uh, Joe Biden, I think he started bombing the Middle East like sixty-three days into his presidency. But um, hopefully things get better because like um, the U.S. has started uh, withdrawing its troops from uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, right? They've been doing that for years, though. Like, <laughs> it's about fucking time. Yeah, like everyone treated Biden as this angel, but like, angel. no, no, no one really voted for Biden. They voted for not Trump. He was just the lesser of the two evils. People basically thought that things would improve now that governments have changed. 
but is basically doing the same old things as always under the guise of liberal and progressive policies and rainbow flags and i don't know what not that's exactly what ben shapiro would say <laughs> i'm sorry but it's true anyway if you think that the us only fucks with people who are from different countries and not americans then you're wrong because they don't because in the 40s for example right after pearl harbor happened there was a thing that the us did which not nearly enough people talk about but uh they took japanese americans japanese americans okay which means they're japanese people they're of japanese heritage but they're fully fledged american citizens they took them and forced them into internment camps people who had no relation to the actual japan whatsoever they were completely americans they had nothing to do with pearl harbor and they did this to them just took and away their cool. democratic rights completely so the next time you think that american citizens at least would be safe from their imperialist and tyrannical government then you are sadly very very mistaken so in conclusion don't put the face of a genocidal maniac on your 20 dollar bill don't fund the taliban and don't get your ass handed to you by an irrelevant east asian country thank you for listening and we'll be back again next week